Glory to God. This is Pastor Prince Nyako. I'm here to bless us with God's sure word on the broadcast. Carrie's word is going to be a blessing. It's going to be a great eye-opener. I want you to do something for me. Share the page. Invite your friends. Comment. Send us your location and any question you want to know. Send us your comment. It will be a blessing interacting with you. Let's pray. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you for what you're about to do through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. And on any day, if you have a testimony out of the teachings and the prayers, don't hesitate to send it into my personal Facebook Messenger or the church's Facebook Messenger, Prince Lloyd Nyako or ICGC Carriage Temple Message. God bless you. I'm sharing on the subject Entering into realms of exploits. Entering into realms of exploits. Hallelujah. When you read the Bible from Acts chapter 4, verse 1 to 33, because of time we can't read it, you see great exploits. You see the church on fire. You will see that the church was swimming in great exploits. You will see the move of the spirit. You will see power, power at work. The church was just zooming, zooming, zooming in great exploit. There was a reason. And the reason was that there was great grace upon the church. There was great grace upon the church. The Bible teaches clearly and emphatically that we are saved by grace. From Ephesians chapter 2, verse, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9. The Bible says it clearly. It said, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Not a result of works so that no man may boast. So it's clear that we are saved by grace. But I'm here to also tell you, uh, I mean people say uh, uh, we are saved by grace. It doesn't end there. We are saved by grace. We grow by grace. We are kept by grace. We prosper by grace and we do all things by grace in the kingdom of God. The same grace that saves is the same grace that prospers. Is the same grace that protects. Is the same grace that moves our lives forward. Today, receive great grace for your life. Receive great grace for your life. Receive great grace for your life. In the name of Jesus, grace has been defined as unmerited favor. But much more, I want to add by saying grace is a divine enablement. Grace is a divine enablement. Grace has been defined as unmerited favor. But much more, grace is a divine enablement. The grace of God takes us through life by breaking barriers, by causing us to exceed our limitations. By causing us to do things that our strength could not help us to achieve. It, grace helps us to do what we could never have been able to do ordinarily by our own strength. Can I hear a big amen? This divine enablement could be seen in the life of Peter and John in particular and all the disciples in the New Testament. We could see the move after Pentecost. You could see that great grace had come upon the church. 
They were operating. These people were timid. When Jesus had died, they were timid. They went into hiding. But after Pentecost, something came upon the church. They began to do things that we do. These people are unlearned men. These are fishermen. These are tasks. How come? You see, grace causes you to do things that you were not even prepared for because it is a spiritual and a divine enablement. I pray for you this evening that you will receive great grace upon your life. Great grace upon your life. Great grace upon your business. Great grace upon your marriage. Somebody shout, I receive it. The Bible says, great grace was upon the church. Great grace was upon that church. Grace benefited everybody in that church. Now, what, there are seven things that happened to them because they were under grace. Number one, they overcame fear and timidity. They overcame fear and timidity. They overcame fear and timidity. Whatever is putting fear in you, COVID-19 or whatsoever, I pray by great grace, you are triumphing right now in the name of Jesus. They testified of Christ and preached the word of God boldly because great grace was upon them. A sign that you are walking under great grace is when you testify of the goodness of the Lord and you can share the gospel with great joy. The third thing we saw about this church was that miracles was common. Miracles was everywhere. Miracles. Dead men were rising. Deaf men were having their ears restored. Blind eyes were open. Miracles were all over the place. Number four, many souls were converted and saved. Number five, they grew and increased in number. As we are resuming church, may the churches be filled with numbers because great grace came upon us in the name of Jesus. They were not weak or discouraged, but they became stronger as the days went on. As they fellowship together, they were stronger. They built muscles because grace was available. The seventh thing that happened to the early church was that no threat or suffering could stop them. No threat or suffering could stop them. No threat or suffering. When you are walking under great grace, you enter into exploits that no divination, no power, no working of the enemy, no limitation in the flesh will have the strength to stop you. Upon that note, and upon the authority of the word of God, I decree upon your life, you will experience great grace upon your life, now and forevermore. Somebody shout, I receive it. These people, no doubt, through God's great grace, did great exploits for God. They did many great things for God. You will do many exploits for God. I said you will do great things for God. You will do great exploits for God. In the name of Jesus, the great grace of God supplied them with energy, with power, with wisdom to accomplish many things. The big question is how are we able to enter into this great grace? In our limitation, great grace can work for us. And I see great grace working for you. I see great grace working for you. Whatever you are doing that you are getting tired, receive great grace to do it. In the name of Jesus, receive great grace to do it. In the mighty name of Jesus, somebody shout, I receive it. The big lessons here is that there is no limit to anyone operating in grace. When you operate in grace, there is no limit. Your qualifications cannot define you. When you operate in grace, your qualifications cannot define you. 
in the uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, the Bible said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We also can walk in this same grace because Christ will strengthen us. We have the enabling grace of Christ upon our lives. And I see you doing exploits in 2020. I see you doing exploits in 2020. In the name of Jesus. Now, how do I enjoy this great grace? Number one, how did the early church enjoy this great grace? What did they do to flow in great grace? Number one, they were dedicated and totally committed to Christ and to his works. They were dedicated and totally committed to Christ and to his works. Now, let's look at a scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 5. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 5. It talks about something you need to pay attention to. What type of love is God expecting from us? Look at it. He said, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Verse 5. You, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That is the level that the early church were loving God. People were selling their properties and bringing their money to church. People were selling lands. People were sowing for for people. People were donating food. They were sharing in food together. They were loving God. They were building the church of God. They were building the kingdom. May you become a builder and not a scatterer. May you become a loyal builder. May you become a member of your church that builds. May you be a builder. May you be a pillar, not a caterpillar. May you be an enhancer, not a destroyer. They were passionate about the work of God. They were passionate about the work of the kingdom. They love God with their heart. They love God with their mind. They love God with their might. I pray for you today, for you to enter into great grace. May you receive a baptism of the spirit of commitment and the spirit of dedication to the kingdom of God. Somebody shout, I receive it with grace. Number two, they were given to prayer. They were given to prayer. They committed themselves to prayer. They continued, when you read Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, let's look at that before we look at another scripture. Acts chapter 2, it talked about they continued in, he, he said, and they devoted themselves, ESV version, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. So they gave themselves to the prayers that the apostles were leading them to pray. Prayers. Prayers. They gave themselves to prayer. Show me a man of prayer, and I'll show you a man who is full of power, who is full of great grace, who is full of life of God, who is full of zoe, who is full of the, 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 the hand of God is upon a man who is prayerful. How long do you pray? How often do you pray? We want to, I want you to come to the point where you don't go a day without prayer. Where you don't go a moment without communing with God. Prayer is essential for a glorious life. Prayer is essential for a glorious life. Prayer is essential for a glorious life. James chapter 5 verse 16. 
We are getting into the meat. James chapter 5 verse 16. He said, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Look at the next part of the verse. He said, the prayer of the righteous person has great power. It has great power. Your prayer contains great power. Your prayer contains great power. If you want to walk in great grace, you must activate a prayerful lifestyle, a consistent prayerful lifestyle, a consistent prayerful lifestyle. Number three, they were full of faith. This is what I'm coming to. They were full of faith. If you want to do exploit in the kingdom, you must be a man of faith. You must be a woman of faith. You must be a woman of faith. They believed. They believed in the apostles' teachings. They believed. They received the teachings. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, they continued in the apostles' doctrine. It's just unfortunate that in our day, some have not been faithful to the breaking of the scriptures, and some have not been faithful to becoming examples to the followers. But the structure of God is that the people will follow the doctrines of the apostles. That is the way grace is dispensed. That is the way grace is dispensed into the church of God. The the Bible said they were full of faith. And the Bible said that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you cannot be full of faith if you don't dedicate yourself to the doctrines of the apostle. You need to be filled with the teachings of God through your pastor. You cannot grow in the Lord without a shepherd in the pasture. A shepherd provides you with pasture. You must commit yourself to the teachings. You need to choose your shepherd. You need to choose your pastor. And when you choose your pastor, you need to commit to the teachings he teaches you from the word of God. That is the structure in the Bible. You need to grow in faith by feeding on green pastures. Hallelujah. Go to the word of God. Hebrews chapter 11, verses. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Your faith must be alive if you will do exploits for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Number four, they were fully obedient to God's word. They were fully obedient to God's word and command. You cannot see exploit if you don't obey God's word. Abraham, come out from your father's house. Come out from your kindred. Come out from amongst your people to a land I will show you. Nothing. And then when you do that, I will bless you. I will make you famous. I will make your name great. And out of through you shall the families of the earth be blessed. So the first thing in the verse 1 of Genesis 12 is that Abraham came out from your father's house. As he obeyed, he entered into the blessing. As he obeyed, he entered into the blessing. They obeyed the word of the Lord. They committed to obedience. When you obey God, you don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 talks about grieving the Holy Spirit. When we disobey God, we grieve the Holy Spirit. But obedience empowers the Holy Spirit 
to continue to lead us. May you not continue to grieve the Holy Spirit, but may you submit yourself to the commands of God, obeying God's word. That is the only way great grace is made available to a man. And the last thing I can identify that the early church did was that they lived a holy life and didn't tolerate sin. They lived a holy life and didn't tolerate sin. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. One of the beatitudes of Jesus. He said, blessed are the pure in heart. Yesterday I told you that every promise of God is tied to a condition. So he said, why are these pure people blessed? He said, blessed are the pure in heart. Why are they blessed? For they shall see God. Why would they see God? Because they are pure in heart. They didn't, the early church didn't tolerate sin. They were intolerant to sin. They lived a life pure and holy in the fear of the Lord, in the reverence of God. What do we see today? We are even watering down on the message of holiness. We are even watering down on the message of grace. We are even labeling people who are trying to walk in the fear of the Lord. We are labeling them and calling them all kinds of names. Religious people, moralists. We are are glorifying sin in the house of God more than people who are trying to live a life of example for others. We got to wake up. If great grace, what is coronavirus to the power of God? What is coronavirus? The church has been crippled by this virus. No matter how you argue it, the fear is there. But is there another man who could stand between the people and stop the plague? The church will walk in power when the fear of God returns to the church. May you begin to walk in great grace May you begin to walk in the fear of the Lord. May you begin to reverence God in your life again. May you give God the priority in your life. May you place God in a level that will put your life ahead of your people. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9, there's a very interesting scripture there. I have loved it from the day I became born again. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9, it said, you have loved righteousness and you have hated iniquity. Therefore, condition, God your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. I see God anointing you with the oil of gladness above your peers. In the mighty name of Jesus. The last scripture and we wrap up today's broadcast. Romans chapter 6 verse 1. Romans chapter 6, verse number 1. Romans chapter 6, verse number 1. Have you been blessed? What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means, how can we who died to sin still live in it? No. God forbid. If you died in sin, why are you living in sin? If you died to sin, why are you living in sin? 
unless we don't obey, we don't submit our will. Remember Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5. We don't love the Lord with our heart, our minds, and our might. I pray for you today that you will be consummated with the fear of God. You will be consummated with the reverence of God. May you become an example to the believers. May you become a light to many to follow, for many to follow in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. I want you to pray right now. I feel like we should pray. I want you to pray right now that God help me to walk in great grace. Release great grace upon my life. Great grace upon my life. For 2020, release great grace. Release great grace. Release great grace. Lift your voice and pray. Great grace upon our lives. Great grace upon the work of our hands. Great grace upon our health. Great grace upon our business. Great grace upon our families. We will love the Lord. May great grace come upon us. May great grace be released upon us. We, release, we receive great grace upon our lives. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for your word. Thank you for coming through to us. Thank you for your message. Thank you for your great word. We pray that, Lord, we will walk in great grace all the days of our lives in 2020. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. I see you walking in great exploits. I see you walking in great exploits. Don't worry what has happened in the early part of the year. God is going to be faithful, and God is going to see you through. Hallelujah. I'm Pastor Prince Nyako. If you want to give your offering, that's the number. Feel free and send your offering. We love you. See you tomorrow, 730, for Miracle Hour. God richly bless you. Bye-bye.